jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You want and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got her the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 83 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Ray Jockins. Joins me tonight, Billy Beeman and Josh Goldberg. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> no nah, man i'm giving it all the room to breathe brother no nah, i'm going great i'm good i mean i'm just i'm honestly just trying to uh, come out of this alive this week alive this free agency week right like literally heart palpitations every day just trying to trying to get through it no no good signings from my team personally for the patriots but a ton of movement this year which is really fun to watch absolutely is <laughs> right yeah so the first one i think that happened early on Probably not a huge shocker to some, but like, you know, it's heavy in my heart, but Amari Cooper got traded to Cleveland for a fifth round pick. And I think we swapped six and they take the contract and it is what it is. So as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm sad because I liked Amari quite a bit when he was out there and healthy. He's very good. And he's still one of the best on the field right now at the position, but he goes to Cleveland. How do you guys feel about that? I personally like the move. It <laughs> It gives, uh, as of right now, their current quarterback, Baker, uh, number one, a true number one, as long as he stays healthy. As mentioned last week, I just traded for Baker. So for the time being, I'm extremely happy. But if rumors are true, then I might not be so happy for too much longer. But no, I think in general, the Amari move is great. It gives him a, a fresh start, lets him get his legs back under him, finish out this contract, and then pr- prime himself up for one more major contract, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's a good move for Amari. Obviously, I, I don't know from a dynasty perspective how how great it is production wise, but I do see some sort of buy low window for some reason because he is going to be a certified number one over here. He has zero competition. Let's be let's be very honest about that. So I, I'm kind of in on buying Amari Cooper at cost, maybe a little low, and and that's kind of what I see as opportunity here. But yeah, it's it's not sexy at all. You're not really selling off of this, I don't think. I, I wouldn't be selling if I had him. I just hold and hope that he is the true number one he can be. In your opinion, how is this going to have ripple effects for the rest of the roster, especially the running backs? Do you think they're going to try to go a little bit more pass heavy or keep it balanced? No chance. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go any more pass heavy. They'll probably draft another receiver. You have Donovan Peoples-Jones there, and I don't think there's much there for – I mean, there's some value there to work with in Dynasty and stuff, but I don't know if too much to mention right now. Yeah, I figure that the – Cleveland offense is going to be very, very similar to what we've seen over the mm-hmm. last, you know, four years. I don't think much is going to change. All right, next one, James Conner. James Conner got the uh, bag there in Arizona. I know that Billy's probably pretty happy about this. How do you guys feel? I, I'm happy for James Conner. I did say a team would overpay for James Conner, and they did. It was just the team that he was already on. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't quite expect that. Like, if you're looking at it, you know, from an NFL perspective, I do think, like, James Conner is more of a value with the deal he got. but Maybe I'm underselling James Conner's value at this point, but I'm thinking of that from like a real football perspective because three-year deal, $21 million, 13 and a half guaranteed for a running back over 26 is, you know, shaky kind of deal. But either way, 
for next year, he's the sole running back there. Probably going to go with Eno Benjamin behind him and somebody in the draft. That it's good news, right? It's good news for sure. Yeah, personally, I like it. I've always loved Connor. I'll never play him. I'll never uh, trade for him or draft him in fantasy because he screwed me the two years in the playoffs. <laughs> but better. <laughs> but as oh, I'm hella bitter. But as a player himself, I think he's a great running back. He reestablished his value, and hopefully, he keeps it up and stays healthy. Josh holds fantasy grudges. I would honestly sell Connor though, if anybody is like buying kind of high on this. Like, I think it's a good time to get out of Connor. Yeah, I agree. Next one, uh, his his running mate there in Arizona, or former running mate in Arizona, Chase Edmonds. He went over to Josh's team. So yes, he did. How do you feel about that? Chase Edmonds in a Dolphins jersey. Personally, I don't like the contract, but I like the move itself. I think he's going to take over the number one position over Gaskin. He's kind of just, an, in my opinion, a little bit of an upgrade on Gaskin. But given given the ball and given the opportunities, if we could shore up our O-line, I think he'll definitely have some success. Chase Edmonds there. I've always been out on Edmonds. This doesn't really make me in on Edmonds. I think it's a slight upgrade from Miles Gaskin. You're going to get similar to what you've always gotten from him throughout his whole career, which isn't bad flex play, but people are going to pay way up for him for being the number one back there and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm out. One thing that we should mention is that Mike McDaniels is now the head coach of Miami Dolphins, and he's kind of got the he's got the reputation for being like a running back uh, guru. So this is a player that him being just brand new head coach of this team, that's the first acquisition they make, makes me kind of a little excited. I mean, I've been higher on Chase Edmonds and Billy has, you know, this whole time we've talked about quite a bit this whole, this whole season. But it does make me a little bit happy knowing that Mike McDaniels chose this guy. So it is what it is. But you know, if you want to read the tea leaves, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I hear you on that. I'm just scared of the fact you used the word guru because last time we had a position guru, it was Adam Gase, and we all know how that <laughs> turned out. Yeah, well, my bad. I, uh, I mean, before, the other thing we should mention is that Mike McDaniel came from the running back by committee guru, if we're being honest, Kyle Shanahan. So if we're looking at it like that and reading the tea leaves, I expect them to bring another guy in. Last thing on this, really quick, I was going to say, I could honestly see them re-signing Duke. Oh, for sure. He played well. For, he played really well for us down the stretch, so I would not be surprised to see him sign to a minimum contract. Uh, Miami stayed active and early on, and they went out and got themselves a wide receiver to play next to Waddle. They went out and got themselves Cedric Wilson former Dallas Cowboy. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I think it's another contract like this Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar stuff, and maybe the cap and everything in the market makes sense for these kind of deals, but it doesn't really seem like it in my eyes. A little bit too much money on a guy like Cedric Wilson, but good news is, is they aren't relying on him like a number one, like the Patriots are relying on the guys I mentioned. So, you know, maybe he is good next to next to Jalen Waddle, and if they bring a guy in, in the draft later on or something like that, but yeah. I'm not buying it though. I I'd sell it. I'd sell it in dynasty. I'm actually buying him in dynasty as much as possible. He's going man or slot, be a starter out there. And I think it, with two as a quarterback, the slot's one of the biggest positions behind tight end. You're going to build an all, all uh, you're going to build an all dolphins roster. No, just <laughs> Wilson and Jacecki and Tua here and there, but yeah, this is actually a really good time. Normally we do all the trades at the end, but since we're talking about him and Josh said, he's putting his money where his mouth is. We did make a trade. Josh came into the Dynasty Underdog Listener League 1 and 2 mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I'm buying Cedric Wilson. I realized I don't have him in those leagues, but I know I had him somewhere. 
and I have him in console wars. So I was like, Hey, come get him in console wars. And it's like, he was stalking the page. Cause he hit me up immediately via text and was like, Hey, bud, what do you want for him? The, the best thing about this trade, other than I think we both, you know, like what we got, he said, Hey, this is the whole conversation. What are you looking for him? I said, I don't really know, to be honest, got to be worth a second. Right. He said the 217 and then in console wars, we have three copies. So you got to divide by three and add two or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, that's a 206, right? Got to do some uh, calculus. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he says it's two, maybe it's a 205, but I think it's a 206, but I, I don't know. Either way. Very good. I, mean, I was like, that's a 206. Sure. He says, okay, cool. Going to send now. I said, cool. The end. That was it. What do you want? This is what I want. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I love those trades. No, no. The best part was because I did Chester Rogers and 205 for Cedric Wilson. He's like, well, I'm going to accept it even though I don't need Rogers. I'm like, look, I was going to drop him anyways. I'd rather <laughs> trade him with you and then let you decide what the fuck you want to do with him if you want to drop him. Uh, I love it. Put the problem on his plate. No. Yeah. Personally, I would like the 205 because like I at this time of the year, I think that picks accrue value over the next month or two here. So like I want the asset that's going to do that whatever it is, even if I don't want to pick it when I'm on the clock, then I could probably trade it for Cedric Wilson if I want to anyway, kind of thing. So that's just where my mind would be at on it. But it's not a bad deal. Like I think both both people got what they wanted. You get a flyer, your eye in a, in a draft class that people are pretty down on. And, and you know, Josh gets the wide receiver two, three on on Miami. Yeah, really quick, not, not to throw us off topic, but since I just brought up throwing in a player that I was going to drop anyways and letting my tradie decide what to do with him, How's your feeling on that? If you know you're going to drop a player because you need the roster spot, would you? do you feel you should throw him into the trade and let the person decide or just drop him and let waivers decide? There's always a chance that the person that you trade him to can keep him and drop somebody to waivers that you may want instead. So, like, if you're going to drop him anyway, yeah, there's no harm in doing it. It's not something that I ever think about doing, to be quite honest with you, but that just came through my, you know, that just went through my mind when you asked me. So, yeah. Yeah. The only thing is that uh, you might run into a situation where a guy's trading for his, I don't know, say his 25th roster, roster spot already. So he might not be able to do that because he might have one extra person. So it won't, it won't always work out. All right. Next one, Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram, the wide receiver slash tight end. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who got signed as a tight end? Who got sent as a tight end? Uh, Jacksonville, right? For the time being. Yeah, because they do already have Dan Arnold, right? So they plan on uh, – oh, this is – here you go. I'm creating the narrative right now. So yeah, how they're, do you they're feel about Dan Arnold now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's got to be stocks down on, on Dan Arnold. I'm, I'm not happy about it for him, but I'm not also dr- – I saw him dropped in a league. I think in console wars somebody dropped him maybe. I don't know. He got dropped in a league. Yeah, exactly. Get, go, go pick him up. Uh, but – yeah, I'm, I'm not out completely on Dan Arnold. I don't think that he's all of a sudden like going to be tossed aside. This league has seen many teams use multiple tight ends. So one-year deal, $10 million. I actually don't think it's a bad deal for, for either party in that Ingram-Jacksonville side, but he could also be gone next year. So who knows what happens there? And I think Dan Arnold's on a multi-year deal, so he's probably there regardless just as backup slash you know, one A, one B, whatever you want to call it. And doesn't Doug Peterson normally use a two tight end set? I mean, typically that's what we've seen him use, but he's had good players there. So, I mean, now he does again, I guess. He has some decent players at least. All right. So Dallas Cowboys, we've talked about him, lost Amari uh, to Cleveland or traded him to Cleveland, lost Cedric Wilson in free agency to Miami. But we were able to secure Michael Gallup five years, $62.5 million. Michael Gallup will be returning to the Dallas Cowboys 
as wide receiver, you know, 1B or whatever. How do you guys feel about that? I think you should go first here. How do you feel about the re-signing? Uh, I, 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 I love Gallup as a – see, the thing is, I like all my players on my team. Like, I really like Damari. I really like Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson is such a great role player for whenever we needed him to come in. He was – he did exactly what he needed to do. Like, he, he won us some games by, by his play. Uh, I don't think he's an alpha or anything like that. But I really like my Gallup. I think I'd like this a lot more if he didn't end the season on an ACL. And he made that touchdown catch in week, I don't know, 16 or something like that. And that was his last catch of the season. They say his recovery is going well. He is a baller. He is really, really good. So I'm glad we got him. Uh, honestly, as far as landing spot goes, if I was going to, what's his values changed for me dynasty wise? Uh, pre-signing and post-signing, I think it's even better because I think if Gallup went to a different team, he's not going to be as effective as he is going to be in Dallas. So the fact that he's still staying in Dallas, I think is a really, really good thing for him and for anybody who rosters him. I, I personally really like the signing. Um, I think the contract was a little high, but again, I think that's currently what the market is dictating, unfortunately, and what they needed to pay to keep him. But in that offense, I think he's going to flourish and nobody knows his medical is better than Dallas because that's the team he was on and the team that performed the surgery. So it makes complete sense that they would make the gamble on him if they feel he's coming back just as good as before. Yeah. I think this, this is also, I, I tend to agree with both of you definitely with what Uriah was saying about this spot being good for him. I think he is solidified wide receiver too. Let's stop acting like CD lambs, not the better talent here. Like he is, he's the wide receiver one on this team and whether Gallup plays on the outside or not, I think more of the targets are going to go CD's way. So whatever. I, I think it's a good thing because if he went somewhere else, being a wide receiver, one would probably be more difficult for him, especially coming off an injury and all that stuff. Also on the contract thing, there's an out in 2020 after 2023, you guys front loaded this contract, the guaranteed money after that, or the dead cap hit altogether after that, over the three years of that contract would be $12 million. So you can get out of this if it doesn't work out. This is not, this is a team friendly contract. I didn't think that's what it was at first. I think I even said that on, on uh, any given pod that I didn't like it, but looking at it now, I'm looking at it on uh Spotrack and, uh, or on yes, yeah, track And uh, yeah, that's a good one. And I think it's a good spot for him. I'm, and also I think because of the injury, you could still buy him if you need a wide receiver in dynasty. One more thing about the contract, which I don't really care about that too much. I mentioned this before, but like, Oh, that's he's overpaid, underpaid. Like, I don't care. Pay these dudes a billion dollars. I don't care. I hope yeah, they it's, get not, every... it's not your pocketbook. <laughs> they, people act like it. Well, that's like, I'm writing the checks. You're not writing the checks. So I don't really care. But Gallup is getting two mil less per year than Cedric Wilson, which is that. No, it's a good contract for it. Really is, I didn't yeah. think it was a good one at first. Cause I thought there was a lot of guaranteed money, but there's, there's not as much. And it's all front loaded. So you can have flexibility, you know, soon. And that was the problem is that they've signed a lot of contracts that like Amari Cooper's and like Zeke, Zeke Elliott's that have handicapped them, you know? And uh, I don't think this is one of those. Uh, I, I like the signing for sure. Cool. Next one. I think this news dropped today. I've been working my butt off at work, trying to stay uh, productive at work because my boss pays me money, but also trying <laughs> to stay in tune. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's generally a good idea. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But I did catch that DJ Chark, who I've but DJ Chark to D Detroit. So I mentioned this, and you you uh, responded with a you know like a, I don't know uh, emoji. But honestly, for me, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross Brown, and DJ Chark as wide receivers in Detroit, 
I don't hate it. Like go back one year ago and we're like, who's catching the ball and who's throwing the ball. At least now we know it's Jared Goff and he's, he's okay. He went to the Super Bowl. He's capable. And I just feel like those three wide receivers all do separate things that they actually going to have a complete wide receiver room. What three wide receivers, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark. They, they, you know, they all three have separate roles. It's not like they have three slot wide receivers. They don't have three burners, you know, you know, Sure. I feel like it's a a solid complementary of wide receivers there. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Shark. Obviously, the one-year deal, I think, kind of is, is kind of an indictment on him, to be quite honest with you, right? Like, if he was the guy or they thought he was the guy, they would probably give him a long-term contract or a multi-year deal or something like that. So, from that perspective alone, still a little shaky on him. I don't know. I'm, I'm not one to go out and buy him. I'd probably sell him off this if I had him because somebody probably thinks he's the number one and his value obviously got, goes up here. But I kind of want to bounce off of this really quick and talk about Amon Ross St. St. Brown's value because it's been so high this offseason. And I did throw out a tweet, had a little battle on Twitter with everybody. But <laughs> a friend of the show, Shane Swagger, uh, was was definitely one of, one of the main uh, combatants, debaters whatever you want to call it in this, uh, in this battle of, of the St. Brown. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting because a lot of people wanted a receiver to get signed to Detroit to take away co- more coverage from Amon Ross St. Brown and say that that would actually help him produce more. I put out a tweet saying, are we really going to be surprised if Amon Ross St. Brown ends up third on the team in target share when it's all said and done? You know, uh, TJ Hawkinson missed a lot of time last year, 84 targets in just 12 games. Uh, we know what Swift can do. They bring on Chark now. They have Josh Reynolds. The, the targets are going to be pretty well distributed, I imagine. You know, with Chark signing there, what's your view on Amon Ra? Are you, are you just as high on him? Do you think this helps him? Are, are you one of those believers? What do you think? I'm personally so high on him. I'm I'm keeping him, buying him when I can, but for the most part, I'm just holding him because his value right now, in my opinion, is still too high for in the on the trade market. But I think it's going to spread – it's going to cause the passes to be spread around more, but I think he'll make good uses of the passes he does get. Yeah, I think we're going to see mid-season Amon Ra versus uh, back into the season Amon Ra, which I think has been everyone's gripe about his value to begin with. Or maybe not his value, but his his ability to score you points. Dynasty value is a whole other deal. Like I think his dynasty value has been inflated for quite a while, and he's been a sell for quite a while. I love you swags, but, and I do love Amon Ross and Brown. Like I was so excited when we were able to do that episode after he blew up because like, I've been waiting to talk about this rookie for a while. And he was what, like a fourth round draft pick. So it's like, when you see guys like this ball out, like you're very happy for them and you want to attach yourself to them. But I think it would be unrealistic. What we saw from him during down the stretch is not probably what we're going to see from him going forward, assuming all things stay, uh, healthy and natural if tj hawkinson is healthy and doesn't miss a bunch of time if swift doesn't miss a bunch of time dj chark is going to get targets josh reynolds is going to get targets honestly dj chark is probably better receiver than amon ra had to battle for targets last year what khalif raymond or whoever like i think this does hurt amon russell brown i won't lie i still like him i'm hoping news like this maybe drives down his price a little bit because he still is somebody I, I do want to roster because I think he's going to be successful in the NFL. But, it, it you know, no matter how you cut it, 
adding competition hurt, hurts these players. He's not a true alpha to, he just has too much competition to ever be super, super good that some people want. Like it is the, is the CD lamb kind of argument of last year when everyone's like, Hey, can he be a top 12 wide receiver? I'm like, you know, in the NFL as a, as a player, yeah. Can he be top 12 talent? Sure. I honestly believe that, but he has to catch passes going up against Amari Cooper, going up against Michael Gallup, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, Zeke Elliott. There's just too much talent there to feed CD lamb. Just like, I feel like there's just going to be too much talent there to feed Amon Ra, like we kind of hope to see from some. That was long-winded, but I feel like I hit all the points. No, definitely. And and I, I, it's so funny with Shane. Like, I never know if he's actually mad at me or not. I think I think I might have actually pissed him <laughs> off. <laughs> Especially the day when, when he replied again and I told him that I was living rent-free in his head. And he, <laughs> he told me not to flatter myself. But I love that, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love him, too. I mean, again, he, you know, he was one of the, the first I listened to getting into this community. So definitely mad respect to, to uh, Shane. Yeah, no disrespect to him at all. But I definitely, you know, he was citing, I think, Cooper Cup and a couple other wider, like two or three other wide receivers that that uh, matched Amon Ra's production, I guess, or whatever in uh, that whole thing. And just with that, like, it always drives me crazy because like, first of all, with Cooper Cup, I like, I was never really down on him. I always thought that he could beat the competition in front of him. It was just a matter of quarterback and all that stuff with Amon Ra, like there's so many limitations to his game. He's not 6'2", 200 and whatever Cooper cup is. And you know what I mean? There's just like thinking that these guys are going to be the outlier is not the way that I like to play dynasty. I like to, to avoid the outliers more than not, because those aren't, those are outliers for a reason. They don't hit that often. So, so yeah, look, I, I actually, and again, I'll go back to this again. Somebody on Twitter was like, cause I was like, I like Amon Ra, but blah, blah, blah. They're like, just cause you say you like Amon Ra doesn't, you know, give your statement validity or whatever. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But like, you can go back and listen. Like I was on, we were on Amon Ra. Like when he was coming out, we liked him a lot. We were surprised he didn't get the draft capital. We were surprised at all these things. And, but you got to adjust. It's bottom line. Got to adjust. Got anything to add, Josh? (laughs) No, I think you guys took it away. All right. Next one. This is the big surprise as far as getting the bag goes, but Christian Kirk to Jacksonville. You know, it's funny. So the day that they announced that Christian Kirk was going to send in Jacksonville, they're like, I'm here in 17 million. I'm here in 18 million. I'm like, there's no way. And sure enough, dude got paid. He got like 20 a year something like that. Yeah, yeah. He got 70 million. And it, it's front loaded too. I actually think it's, I think there's a lot of fake money there as well. Something similar to that Gallup deal. So yeah, I don't think it's as bad as it looks, but he's, he's certainly got, got a bag on this one. I don't know how I feel about it really. Like I I'm happy that I have him because it's a, he's going into a situation where he's definitely going to be one of the most targeted players. DJ Chark's not there anymore. So we know that he's pseudo number one at the very least. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to like it for that reason, but it's just Jacksonville's such, such got such a stink on it that it, it's hard to like anything there. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause if you go try to buy him, somebody's going to try to make you pay up for it. So, you know, hold him if you have him. see what happens. I have to agree with Billy. You got to hold him if you have him. I I like Christian Kirk. 
I think he got overpaid, but again, that's what the white, that's what the market's dictating right now. So it is what it is, unfortunately. But as far as his position in Jacksonville, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to flourish. I like it. So he played three seasons. How many of those seasons did he go over 1,000 yards? Zero. One. Zero. He has not cracked 1,000 yards. Not even the extended season last year, so. No, no, but he's he's been pretty good, though. Like, he... Yes, he has. I just... Yard, I mean, as from an efficiency standpoint, he's been pretty good, right? Like, yard, yards per target, yards per catch. Like, he's he's actually a pretty good receiver. I I don't think he's a, he's a wide receiver one. I'll be quite honest with you. So, if that's the way they're going to use him, he could struggle, but it could also be just, like, the story of sheer volume where, you know, the guy gets 130 or 40 targets there and he's going to catch, he's, he's an efficient guy. So he's going to catch a lot of them, you know? Absolutely. All right. So we didn't necessarily touch on everybody, but we touched on a lot of them next week. Maybe we get back and uh, hit the ones we missed, but uh, here's some big news. Tom Brady back in Tampa. Dude. For, for anybody who did a startup, uh, you know, between the last two weeks and you ended up with Tom Brady, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself right now. There's a lot of people mixed feelings on whether he's going to come back or not. You know, uh, this is the first time that he officially retired or said he was retiring, but he said he's coming back. He's coming back to Tampa. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. I, I, you know, I think that I, on both the pods, I think that I alluded to my disbelief that he was actually done because it just didn't, it just didn't make sense the way it all went down. It still doesn't make sense the way it all went down. But it, it does make sense that he's back because he was playing at such a high level. I'm excited about it. I love it. My dynasty teams are super happy about it. I went from having what, like one and a half QBs in dynasty underdog one to having now two or three with the Trubisky stuff too. And then also I think in console wars, I was down to two with Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do there. And he comes back to save the day again for me. So from a dynasty perspective, I, I love it. There's a chance to sell him, of course, if, if you, you know, needed to get out of him. But if you're contending, here's your opportunity to go for it again. I'm not that, all that surprised that he came back. I'm surprised he came back so early. But I think he did that to kind of give the Buccaneers a direction to go in. Instead of everybody kind of wondering what, what are they going to do at quarterback and have fake rumors out there. I think he just wanted to quiet the storm. Plus, I think the video coming out with um, Ronaldo didn't help. Uh, yeah where he where he was the, asked, day be, the day before yeah literally Ronaldo asked him like so you're done right and he's like ah, I don't know about that that's literally what he gave him. he's like ah, I don't know you know who I feel the worst for the guy that bought his final touchdown football for five hundred thousand dollars and oh, then the next day the next day Brady announces he's coming back and the ball drops in value to 50 grand yeah I'm sure I'm if you're spending that much money on something like that I'm sure you got plenty left in the bank now let me ask you do you think we're going to see the Brady we've seen the last two years or do you think he's going to be more the last year with the Patriots Brady what what also really good no I think that he's going to be exactly what we've seen from him like I think he's elite he's kind of beat the game and until his body gives up on him I think he's going to be just as good as we've seen so yeah I, I won't be shocked if he comes back and wins another Super Bowl or gets close to it again to be quite honest with you uh, but really quick, what I do want to what I do want to mention on this is two quick dynasty things. One, first of all, people who sold Tom Brady for like nothing. I saw like this kid. He's he's a good kid. I'm sure he's a good kid. He's a good social media influencer. 
for sure. But at Luke, uh, I'll give him a, you know, give him a plug. At Luke Sawhook, he traded away Tom Brady for Will Fuller. Said, I'll take my W's. That was on March 1st. And once this news dropped, I was reading the replies and he's like, yeah, I would do it again. Trading away a, a retired player for value is a no-brainer or whatever. And that that's just honestly the problem with our community, with the fantasy football community. It drives me nuts. Like, admit when you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, it was Tom Brady. What are you doing selling him for nothing? He could easily come back. It makes no sense to me. It's similar to in console wars. We saw somebody drop him instantly after the retired news and in, in, in console wars, we actually have a provision where eventually you can possibly get picks for him. So holding on to him was even more of an incentive there. And again, the guy doubled down, like he's retired. It's a roster. Sp- it's a one roster spot. What are you going to pick up DJ Dallas instead? Like, come on, man. Like Tom Brady, top 12, instantly top 12 quarterback. I can sell him right now for something right now. And you dropped him. So I just, I don't get this, this righteous in, indignation about like, I made this choice and no matter what, it was right. No. So last week I was going through my rosters and cleaning them up because the roster turnover happened. So I was clearing guys off my IR and opening up room for my rookies. And in one league, I came down to the dilemma. Do I drop Brady or do I hold on to him? I ended up holding on to him. I'm very happy I held on to him. But there, it came, it came down to all my players are pretty good in this league. Do I drop somebody that I think could potentially have a big year or do I hold on to Brady to see what happens? decided to hold on to Brady to see what happens and it ended up paying off. So if anybody ever has this idea, do I, should I draw Brady? Should, just go ahead and DM me, hit me up, text me, Josh, <laughs> ask me, I'll go look at your roster and I'll, and I'll let you, I will literally no. I will go, I will look at your roster and tell you, bro, you can get rid of this other guy. Like, come on, man, let's stop. It's super flex. Most likely uh, you just, there's no reason to drop him yet is the thing it's like there was no reason to do that but no he didn't pick up a player either he just dropped him so anyway all right so uh one of the news that came out today i'm gonna piggyback off this brady news and something that we talked about a couple weeks ago you're laughing in my face (laughs) russell gage (laughs) he signed with uh tampa bay now he gets the goat throwing the ball to him how do you feel he's their he's their third receiver at how do you feel about russell gage outscoring He's holiday. I don't feel good about it. I feel, I, feel, I feel as good about it as I felt last time. Like Galladay is, is at least the number two on that team. And he's likely the number one. And I'm, I'm all about those targets. I don't care what happened last year compared to Russell Gage, third, fourth on the team. Get out of here. All right. I don't get the contract. I really do not get that contract he signed. All right. One more thing since we got to talk about it, but Mitch Trubisky, he, this is actually kind of cool because we, Talked about whether you got offered something pretty small for him. A third, and, 309. Yeah. And we're like, ah, oh, you should probably just keep on to him. And he, so he got a deal to go over to Pittsburgh. I feel like that's a really good fit for him. Do you feel like he could have a reemerge? Because whatever you think about Trubisky, that organization is one of the best in the NFL and has been for a very long time. The head coach, one of the best in the NFL and has been for a very long time. And they went out and they got Mr. Trubisky for a reason. Are you excited about this? I'm kind of excited about this. Should I be? Ah, too much silence. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm excited because he's on my roster and I picked him up off waivers. So yeah, I'm super stoked to, to try to sell him or, or whatever. But you're right. I think he does have a chance for a reemergence, but it's, so, it's very slim. Like we've seen him play some pretty bad football a lot of interceptions interception in in one of the games he played for buffalo last year one of the few so 
you know, I think he threw like four passes or something and one was an interception. Now, I don't remember what it was or circumstances. Maybe context would change my mind on that. But either way, he's going to win the job like he, he should start. So it's it's good for, I think, all the pass catchers there. It's probably the best quarterback they've had in a while. So, you know, stonks up on everybody, but probably Chase Claypool because he never really was good at throwing to guys like Chase Claypool anyway. So I like Deontay Johnson. I like Najee Harris. I like all that kind of stuff. The tight ends, all good stuff. I don't know. You think you can, re- you think you can reemerge? <laughs> yeah. If I told you that his career touchdown to interception ratio was two to one or his win loss re- ratio was two to one. And the fact that he's been to the playoffs twice playing for playing for Chicago. Uh, no, I wouldn't believe you. It's, sure. true. it's well, true. Well, well then, you know, like maybe give him a little bit, a little bit more of a chance than, than originally expected. You want to know who I'm happiest for? Najee oh you got the you got the <laughs> <Yo>. shirt on <laughs> he's got the swag yo that that is dedication and you know what like you you are the leader of the Najee fan club for real Josh is yeah I appreciate that but no seriously I feel like Najee this is the best possible situation for Najee Trubisky is going to go out there he's probably not going to last the entire season looking great so it's going to be more touches for Najee in my opinion <laughs> I love how he can turn anything into a plus for Najee. Like, that's amazing. I don't hate it. Yeah. No, I, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I, this is one that I really, usually I have like a good pin on what's going to happen, or I feel like I really have a good solid stance. And this one is very up in the air for me. I just, I'm not sure what we're going to get out of this. I'm not sure. Josh has a question too, but really quick, what would you sell Trubisky for now? Like, if somebody sent you the 2.01, would you take it? No, I want a one in front of it. Give me the 112. The 112, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Josh? I'd take a 201. Okay. I think, I honestly think probably 203 would be my max, but I'd take the gamble on 201. Yeah. And I think that's fair too, by the way. Like, I think taking a two, the two top five and picks in the second round is fine for him because you were getting nothing for him before. And if you don't need it, you know, if you don't need too much, like, that's great. Uh, but I would want a one in front of it too. I'd shot for the one, especially before the season, right? <laughs> There's this idiot we play Dynasty with. Uh, you guys might have heard of him, but Will Dennison. Uh-huh. I remember when I had Nick Foles and he got hurt like week one, and then Minshew came in there. And I tried to get Minshew for like a two and a three or something like that, which I thought was pretty fair. And he told me, mind you, he's an idiot. He said, it's a starting quarterback in Superflex. It's always worth the one. There you go. I did not make the deal, but. <laughs> and that idiot has won a lot. So has won a know, lot, yes. Yeah. Might, might be someone to take, take, a, take advice from. Before we move on to trades and, and finish off the episode this week, I did want to really, oh, sorry. What's up, Josh? No, I was just going to ask you guys. Um, it's not on the show sheet, but I was just wondering, Landry got released from the Browns. Where do you think he's going to end up landing? I don't know. What, uh, Atlanta? Like somewhere where they really need a guy. I'm not, I'm not going to be excited wherever it is. I heard a report that uh, Green Bay was on the phone right away. So maybe, maybe Green Bay. I lied. I'd be excited if you went to Green Bay. Yeah. All right. So. Liar. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on to the trades, I did want to really quickly, this is real fast. I don't want to touch on anything about the Deshaun Watson case, but this is just another example of the Tyree Kill thing that I missed out on. And I got to stop doing this. These guys are going to play. It doesn't matter what they do. Like these guys are going to play if they're really talented and we're playing fantasy football. I mean, if you want to play fantasy football with, with morals, by all means, just don't listen to me then. But for me, I keep missing out on these guys, Deshaun Watson. I could have bought him low and now his return is imminent. Price went way up. Even if you don't like him, you could have bought him and now sold him for more. Right. 
So it's just something that I need to get in the habit of, of getting away from that risk averse nature when it's a play like this, where there's some time you can purchase them and you can sell them and you don't really need to play them or worry about the points. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm upset about. Let me just ask you if the situation was reversed, let's say you did make a trade for him, you traded away two future firsts, mm-hmm. just hypothetically, and he did get indicted and couldn't play again or was suspended this entire season or whatever the case might be. How would your feeling, do you think your feeling would flip on that? <laughs> yeah. If I was dumb enough to give away two future firsts for him while he was in that situation, hundred percent. But like, that's not the move I've been talking about making personally. I'm talking about making something where I'd be willing to give up that cost for the, for the Deshaun Watson risk, right? Like a two and a Mac Jones or something, right? Where it's like, you know, obviously Mac Jones has plenty of longevity and he'll score points, but the the upside, I think that you're giving up there, it's like, okay, fine. I, I lost out on a quarterback. I did it, but I lost out on Mac Jones. Like I can definitely figure something out to get this situation right, you know? That said, there's even probably cheaper ways you could have gotten him over the time period. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like the Tyreek Hill thing where you got him for, I watched him go for a fourth, I think in console wars that year, there was just times where he was going so cheap and I didn't want to put my eggs in the basket for whatever reason. And when they're that cheap, you just got to buy, even if you don't believe that's my, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about buying when you don't even believe in the situation, because you have to see that there's that value swing upside that can be had. Absolutely. I put out a poll two days ago. said, if Watson gets traded to the Saints or Panthers, where do you rank him in Dynasty? QB three to four, QB five to six, QB seven to eight, or QB eight plus. And there's a tie between QB three to four, the QB five to six. So already the communities value him as a top six QB. Yep. Which that's right, right back where he was before all this started. And he's not going to play for at least 10 games a season, probably. We'll see. If we're being honest. Yeah, I, I, I'm just saying like, that's he's being valued that high and still he he's going to miss time. So that's the, the holding power of a quarterback and super flex, especially a young one. All right. We'll talk into some trades and non-trades this first one. Okay. This is one I, I, I did this with Riley in dynasty underdog listener league one. And this is one that like I shot down a while ago and was like, yeah, I'll get back to you. And he's like, are you going to send that trade again? I was like, yeah, I must not let you sweat. Long story short, he actually breaking over to Coles to get a couple extra pieces that weren't in the original offer, but I don't care. So I traded for David Montgomery and Hunter Renfro. I gave up the 110 Mooney, 410, 23rd, and Dearness Johnson. How do you feel? Surprised you gave up Mooney. That's my second Mooney. I know he liked him, and I was so top heavy on Mooney that I knew that eventually I got to get rid of a couple pieces in case it backfires. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I think that Renfro is as stable, if not more stable of an asset. And then Monty for the 110. I think we went through that poll, right? Like, Yeah, that's how I broke it down. We were yeah. talking about a 2024 first, but this is a late first, almost a second for Monty. I'm, I'm all aboard, man. I'm all aboard the Monty train. Everybody's too low on him. I love it. I, I don't think it's a terrible trade either way. I just think that I, I, I like the Monty Renfro side for sure. But I think that there's, there's some value to be had on the other side for sure. I have to agree. I don't absolutely hate the trade, but I'm definitely on the Monty Renfro side. Sorry, Riley. That's okay. He he got an extra third and Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson's a guy that, like, me personally, I've been like, well. No, we've talked him up. We've talked him up. And so I'm still, I don't know where he's going to play next year yet, but, like, I kind of is one of those pieces that, like, I just didn't really want to give up. <laughs> I know yeah. I, I know I shouldn't care, but, like, he yeah, he actually got a piece that I was like, sheesh. 
Yeah. All right, let's go. He so, drives a hard bargain. Riley did good. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next one is Deontay Johnson and Kittle for Amon Ra St. Brown and Andrews and the 211. Okay. This one was actually Julio trade. This is a member of D1. He is part of the DFF army. Really great rider. I uh, love this kid. He's, he's really young too. I didn't know. I think he's like 22. He said 20. Uh, he's a young yeah, he kid. Old. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he's young, but, uh, but he threw this one in the chat and I just thought it was an interesting one to throw out there into the world. Cause we're talking about Amon Ra a lot and, you know, Kittle Andrews, all that. So just quick thoughts, but yeah, I mean, I think you could easily make a case for the Amon Ra Andrews to 11 side, but for me, Deontay and Kittle, I, I love it. I'd still roll with that side. Personally, I'm going to St. Brown, Andrews, and the 211. I really like Andrews, and I think I personally think he's more he's more resilient than Kittle is. More sure. reliable, he'll be out there for you more games. Yeah, I think Andrews is healthier. I do like that side, but I mean, for me, it's Andrews over Kittle, and then Deontay over Alman Ra, and 211 is whatever. It's just one of those cases where if we're not all agreeing, then you know it's a good trade for everyone. So yep. I like it. Yep, that's why I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Move on. What you got, Josh? All right, so I have four trades. Two I made, two I didn't make, but I just want to get your reaction on two of them. On the two I didn't make, just to see what your guys' view is. So first one is I traded DK and 2023 second for Khalil Herbert, 1.02, 2.10, and the 4.07. DK 2022, 2023 second for Khalil Herbert, 102. Yeah, this is this is a good trade, man. It's a good trade. I don't know. If I'm rebuilding, I mean, I definitely love I, I love the the 102 side because I think you get some extra value there. You get the 210 and Cleo Herbert over the 2022 second for me because I think you can move around with that. And the 102 for DK is, is like probably on point with value. You can reset with somebody who may go to a better team. So I, I'm okay with that side for sure. But this, yeah, this is interesting. I don't know. What do you think, Uriah? I like this at first glance, you know, I think that 102 is going to carry a lot of weight uh, moving forward here in the next few weeks. So, and DK, I mean, he he's good, but we we don't know exactly what it's going to be like with uh, whoever's throwing the ball to him. So at this point in time, I'll take the 102, 210 side. Cool. So I actually bounced this off Billy before I made the trade. And through our discussion, he brought up a good point that I always could sell the 1.02 and restock even more. So that's kind of was what changed my mind on it. So that one I pulled off. The next one was uh, Swift for Logan Thomas, 2024, first, second, third, and fourth, and 2025, first, second, third, and fourth. Somebody offered me, somebody offered me Swift, and they wanted from me Logan Thomas, the 2024, first through fourth, and 2025th, first through fourth. So pretty much my entire draft class. Oh, oh, it's your entire draft class. So, okay, 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 got it. Thank you. Uriah was trying to tell me that I'm an idiot really, really quick, but I, I see now. So it's two first round picks, two second round picks, thirds and fourths for Swift. Just give me Swift. I'll yeah, just keep that I'll, I'll take Swift for sure. Yeah, I thought it was a lot more first. Yeah, for sure. Hold Swift. The next one was MVS and 25 Fab for Cedric Wilson. I'll take Cedric Wilson. Sure, why not? That was easy. That one I made. <laughs> the next, <laughs> I threw that one out just to see if the kid would bite and he bit. So I was like, sweet. Sure. That's a good one. The final trade was is Barkley for 2.02 this year, 2023 first and third. Yeah, I mean that's that's cheaper than you've ever been able to get him before. I still don't know what to expect from Barkley anymore just cuz he's been hurt so much, but if he's 
90% of what he was his rookie year, then sure. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade, I would not be sending this offer to anybody who has Barkley. I would be sending lower offers and probably never let it get to this point. I think you could probably get him cheaper. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, somebody offered me Barkley for the, those picks and it's still pending by the time this episode drops. I'm going to decline it, but I just want to think about it for a little while, but if it was a 2023 second and third, I would have probably for sure done it. It's just that first that scared me off from the trade. Yeah, I would honestly do it for the 2023 first and third or the 2023 first. And yeah, that's what I would do it for. I Because I, essentially right here, you're giving up like two first round picks. And I don't think I want to do that at this point. Like, I don't care that we're, it's a 202. Call it the 114 and, and really put it in perspective, right? Like, yeah, I'm all right. Wait, so do you have Barkley? No. Oh, okay. I do not have Barkley. Somebody's oh. offering me Barkley for the for the picks. Uh, Who's uh. his last one? Oh, me. Yeah, so this happened in console wars. So I went back and forth. Somebody put, like, Cam Newton, Tyler Huntley, and somebody else. And you know me. I'm, I'm after all the Tyler Huntley shares right yes, now. You are. So I made another offer for my money where my mouth is, and I threw out two-fourths for Huntley because he was like, I'll take – whatever I can get for them. I was like, all right, I'll give you whatever. And he came back and wanted like a 2023 third and the fourth this year. And I, I just let him sit. He actually responded to me a couple of times and I just let it sit and sit and sit. And then he came back and he was like, you know what? I thought about it. The original deal was fine. And he sent that back to me, which was this, the 2022 fourth and 2023 fourth for Huntley. I love it. It's a new, uh, hold shoulder technique. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to offer up the techniques here. I love this trade. Yeah, yeah me too. I just think anytime you can get rid of, you know, nothing, and I guess you know you could get a flyer in the fourth round that turns out to be something. But anytime you can get rid of nothing for a quarterback, I've 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 been able to replenish both of my quarterback rooms with these back end guys over this off season for pretty cheap. So I think it's something you can do. I'm pretty excited about it. I know that Huntley was tendered to the Ravens. So he's going to be there again this year as the backup. But honestly, that makes me feel even better about it because that means that they really value him. First of all, second of all, that means he's going to be up for a contract next year. Again, he's only 23 or 24 years old. He's going to get another shot at a starting job in this league. And I think that it's, I, it's worth holding on to a guy like that. I know the uh, local talk radio here up in Seattle, they were talking about Hunt, Huntley as a, a uh, as as a replacement for Russell Wilson up here. So yeah, stopgap or something. No, there's yeah, opportunity. They, they brought him up today. So there's opportunity for him to still find a job this year. I I see it's hard to have him. It's going to be hard to get done because I think that Baltimore really values him as the backup there. Because again, I value him like the same way they do. Lamar Jackson could get hurt at any time. Mm -hmm. He's a rushing quarterback. That happens. Like, or not even he's a rushing quarterback. The way that he plays football specifically, he can get hurt. So I think that it's just, you know, this is something to explore in all your leagues. Go try to get Huntley. I think that people think that he's, you know, worthless. And I I don't get that right now. So I'm I'm in love with this. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think we hit it out of the park today. 530. (laughs) Yeah, 530 for you. Yeah. For me. <laughs> All right. Take us out of here, Josh. Thank you, everyone, for giving this week's episode of Dynasty Underdog a listen. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog, at Just Your IFF, at Willie Beeman DFF, and at Joshua M. Goldberg. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.